Welcome to McKinley Cast, a Freaks and Geeks intro cast. Tonight we are discussing episode 7, Carded and Discarded. In this episode, Lindsay comes into a windfall of cash and decides to spend it on fright fake IDs for the freaks to get into a bar to hear a band they obviously don't know much about. Meanwhile, the geeks have their own windfall in the form of a new transfer student named Maureen that actually seems to kind of like them. While the geeks are frantically trying to keep Maureen under their grasp, the freaks are trying to get IDs that don't look Vietnamese. Will they get carded and then discarded? Uh, I'm Emily. I'm Rich. I'm Carol. I'm Katrin. And I'm Aisha. And I'm Dave. Dave! Hey, Dave! Hey, Dave! I'm crashing the party this week. Hooray! Crash crash if we want you here, man. Come on. I had a good ID though. The guy let me in at the door. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we're not really we're not really carding too hard right now. We need all the people we can. Come on, don't show. <laughs> it's a bringer show. Okay. So where are you from, Dave? Tell the people. Uh, well, uh, physically, I'm from Jersey, which I understand there's a lot of Jersey in the house tonight. So <laughs> yeah, we're bringing the Jersey to you guys. What four out of se- six? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but virtually, I'm with the DVM Podcast Empire. We cover a lot of high concept sci-fi drama shows, um, like Game of Thrones and Person of Interest and Walking Dead. Very cool. I I hosted on The Walking Dead with us. Yes, Emily did guest on The Walking Dead with us. That's right. I remember when that was happening. Do you guys do it um, as the shows are airing? Like, uh, or is it like after the season you do? Oh, no. We actually, uh, lately, this year, actually, our, our whole thing is trying to get episodes up like within 48 hours of a new episode airing of the show. So we're trying to become more more in line with the network schedule. We used to kind of try to get it within the same week, but it's always current. So when the season is off, we get a break, too, which is nice. That's very cool. That's like uh, the Talking Dead and Talking yeah. Bad but that exactly. Chris Hardwick does. Yeah, I really like that because then, come on, that's when you want to really hear about that stuff. Like when it's still fresh in your mind and you just want to talk about it. Yeah, and, and you like, want to hear theories and all that. Yeah, and yeah. everything's still unproven and you could just be like, I can't believe, I don't even know if I could watch next week now. That's, that was just insane. You know, and you, when you yeah. can capture that and share it with the world, I think everybody likes to join the fun, you know? Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to definitely listen to that. But I, I, have to, I have to get caught up on those shows first. I'm behind on virtually every show that you just said. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're ready, we'll be here. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, guys. So, card and discarded. Let's, uh, let's jump right into the beginning. Um, let's do oh predictions. God. Oh, Facebook you know what? I totally forgot. We do predictions now. We do. We're getting, we're getting too structured, guys. Come on. <laughs> No, I'm no. just kidding. All right. Evolution. I don't, think, I don't think we'll ever be too structured. <laughs> <laughs> We're a bunch of freaks. All right, so let's yeah. let's read the predictions then. Does anybody have them open? Sorry, I'm going to have it in a second. Okay. Who do we get this okay. week? Did, did you all do it, newbies? We yeah. got all the newbies. We got Bob and Heidi um, and Elizabeth Smith. Love it. All right, let's do it. Okay. Let's go on. Yeah, go Aisha then. said, fake IDs and Sam discarding another aspect of his childhood. Safe answer. Well, fake well, IDs. Absolutely. Did Sam discard another aspect of his childhood? Hmm. No, Sam not really. Sanders. He kind of... Well, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked her to the curb, didn't he? He didn't even that was think totally like, yeah, hi. Yeah. yeah. He might as well have just pushed her against the locker as he walked by her. Yeah. yeah. There's it, enough that she stopped and looked after him. Like, did that just happen? What? What was yeah, that? Yeah, she was very confused. She was shocked by it. Yeah. Well, he really blew her off. Yep. 
pretty funny. Yeah. Which is right. why the cheerleaders had to destroy her. <laughs> we, we, we'll see. We'll see what they actually do. Yes. She's, okay. got, she's still got a chance in my mind. Come on. I'm pulling for you, Morgan. <laughs> All, All right. right. Bob said, yes, carded sounds like fake IDs, so probably a drinking episode. Hopefully someone older than Bill this time. Probably Lindsay and the Freaks. Discarded, not a clue. I am expecting Lindsay to dump Nick, but this episode seems too hard to her. What what does now that we've all seen it? What does the discarded mean? I've been thinking about that. I think it has a dual. I, I think it's uh, the geeks. Maureen discarding mm-hmm. the uh, yeah. That's one the of them. Geeks. Mm-hmm. I but yeah. the freaks also they got carded and then they did get discarded. <laughs> well, not really. How did they get discarded? Well, they didn't. Well, get they. Well, Rosso called them out too. Bad. They got called out and like didn't humiliated get humiliated them bad. Yeah, this is true. But I think it's probably it usually first to freaks and geeks, so it's probably mostly marine. But she didn't discard them that much. Maybe her money. She discarded an awful lot of her money this episode. Oh, she boy, did, yeah. and three hundred dollars in nineteen eighty is like I don't know oh. what three billion dollars. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, windfall was pretty accurate when you used that to describe it. <laughs> that was a lot of money. I'm really surprised your parents didn't immediately confiscate it and, you know, put it in her bank account. I think they're still not used to totally not trusting Lindsay. Yeah, they're still running around a buck a little bit. All right, so Heidi says maybe they try to get into a club, but definitely something with fake IDs. Discarded, hmm. Very good, Heidi. Mm -hmm. Everyone's, you know, getting the fake IDs thing. (laughs) Tab says... Hallmark's special episode episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is technically your guys' Christmas episode, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you That's could call... I, it's going to be released right around Christmas, what? so yeah. New Year's? Oh, no, wait, we still got another episode yeah. to release after this, I forgot. We need to get I'm With The Band out. Yeah, don't worry, guys, it's happening. I'm actually almost <laughs> done with it already. Hey. All um, right. Katrin says, fake IDs and something else. Well, well put, Katrin. <laughs> I am one of few words. <laughs> but, but hey, was I wrong? No, you were <laughs> no, you absolutely were not. <laughs> effective. You actually have predicted perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then Carol says, I agree with everybody else that carded means they are either trying to buy liquor or get into a bar or club. Discarded sounds like a friendship or romance is going to end badly. Unless, as someone said, it is a discard of another piece of childhood for Sam. So that was all really safe. I should go for a risk. Lindsay gets roped into trying to buy booze or get into a club because that would not be Sam. (laughs) Discarded is another unpredictable part where it has something to do with the story, but the word was only used because it rhymed. Still not very risky, but that's all I got right now. (laughs) Oh, wait, the parents were discarded. Her family Oh, I love it. Yes, they were. And they were playing a card game in which they discarded. No. Oh, oh my goodness. (laughs) Discarding (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Scraping the bottom of the barrel. There's more here. Hold on. There's another card they use to pick to see who gets to ask the girl out. There's one more. (laughs) They discarded the first set of fake IDs. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Is that, is, was that game that they were playing an actual game? Yes, Pit. Game? I've never heard of it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> never heard of it in Jersey, apparently, because I never oh. heard of it either. Yeah, never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a 
It sounds like a lot of fun, it's though. Big in Utah, guys. <laughs> it's big in Utah, guys. <laughs> sitting on all the corn over there. I'm trying to throw wheat your way. <laughs> it's it's, it's like a stocks trading game. It's um. So you just yell at each other. You just yell. <laughs> you do. You're trying to get all of one thing. There's no like one Microsoft. Cornering <laughs> yeah. the market on beef. I'm cornering the market on beef. And it's absolutely hor. You can't play it with two people because you're trying to get rid of cards. And there's a bull and a bear also because it's like a Wall Street thing. And so you know, there's only how many people are going to be how many stocks there are. Like there's if there's two people, you're only going to have wheat and corn. So you're gonna know if so, and you try and get people to take three, and then they give you three in return. So you're trying to corner the market on corn, if that's the one you're going for. And See, so, they need to translate this to Xbox or PlayStation or something, <laughs> so that way we could all play. Because I'm like, I'm not really thinking this is gonna be a fun game, but maybe I don't know. Maybe if we play it, we'll all think differently. I feel like it it's, may you lose know what? It's just that's a classic, it's a classic, and it's. <laughs> fun for a little while but it is zero fun with two people oh, well, you know bad. once you choose whether you're going to be a wizard or an elf or see like that would be like if they came up with like a uh, telemarketer game for new jersey like you know telemarketer and customer and you have to try to get the other person to buy what you're selling oh, that would God. be the equivalent for us yeah, that's just that. That was an actual job that I had, and <laughs> so did I. Actually, look at that. <laughs> Not fun. Jersey strong, man. Us <laughs> Jersey people. Look at the life. I'll telemarket for a little while at some point. <laughs> exactly. I, Go I was a in the phone industry. Yes, I was a phone uh, survey person for one day. <laughs> that's that's enough. As we said, it's yeah. just that's how you become a real Jersey person. You just have to do it once and you're there. Yeah, I don't See, think I would have lasted more than a day either. But that's yeah. the job that you wake up like Rosso's describing in the beginning, going like, oh, God, why do I have to go there? No way. You say hot dog. <laughs> hot dog. I'm going to sell some industrial shipping supplies today. <laughs> to people that absolutely do not want to talk to me. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And I'm going to call yeah. you at dinner time every time. Deal with it. I'm going to invade someone's privacy today. <laughs> but it doesn't work unless you say hot dog at the beginning yeah. of the whole <laughs> ritual. Yes. Um, All right. Should I get into my facts? Yeah, do the facts. Okay. This is otherwise known as the second pilot. I believe it's otherwise known as the Billy Joel episode. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that was actually a little controversial, having all Billy Joel songs. Um, and they do it, spoiler alert, a few other times. Not with Billy Joel, but they kind of have themed artist episodes. And that is just a total Apato thing. Anyway, he just wanted... He, is, he directed this episode, and he just... He likes Billy Joel. And he chose songs that were cheap. He didn't <laughs> choose Piano Man. <laughs> yeah, but this... Don't Ask Me Why is pretty famous song i'm surprised that, that would be that well yeah cheaper. that one's famous anyway okay so it's the second pilot because the show was pulled um in november for two whole months and after i'm with the band and so it was gone for two months off the air and then it came back in january um and so they felt like they needed to reintroduce the characters um and it interrupts the flow of kind of a two episode arc um, which you guys haven't seen yet, called Girlfriends <laughs> and Boyfriends. So yeah, spoiler alert should probably come up <laughs> at some point here. <laughs> but that might be why it seems a little um, 
a little fillerish in between, kind of right when Nick and Lindsay get together. Um, and it's and it's also a little breezier, a little more funny than the usual soul crushing devastation that usually happens. Um, um, a little fun fact, the legal drinking age in 1980 was 18, and it wasn't until 1984 that you needed to be 21, so Daniel did not need a fake ID. Yeah, I was thinking that at the time. I was I was trying to remember when the drinking age changed. Yeah, it was 84, and this was supposed to be in 1980. Okay. Um, the name Maureen is Judd's um, assistant's name, so they did a nod to her, and they had her actually play the server at the bar at the end. Um, and there was some fighting going on behind the scenes of this episode. The geeks, during the scene um, when they're um, pulling names out of a hat, were actually fighting. They had a lot of drama behind the scenes for whatever reason, doesn't really say. They kind of butted heads a little bit, all of them, the little geek crew. They were friends, but I think it was typical high school kids. Having little dramas. Um, They're going through puberty. It doesn't even that's true. matter if anything makes sense. They're still going to yell at each other. Right. And the freaks. Even if you're working in TV and making a great living and all your friends hate you because they're super jealous and you yeah. can't just be happy about that. No, no. you got to fight on set. That's good. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's going to be little dramas in high school, right? Well, not only that. I mean, think about how many hours a day those kids probably spent together. True. And yeah. it's not like they got to choose the other ones. It's like, okay, you three are going to be best friends. That's right. And hang out all the time together. Now shake hands and let's get to it. And man, I have been watching the behind the scene footage. And oh, who's the guy that plays Sam? John Francis Daly. That kid seems really, really obnoxious. <laughs> he is always yelling and dancing around. They just do all these little behind-the-scenes things, and he looks like he would get on my nerves super quick. <laughs> you ought to watch it sometime. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so the freaks, um, during the scene the, where they go to Millie's cousin's house, um, <laughs> Linda, Jason, and James weren't getting along very well that day, and I it, it had to do with we were talking a little before we started recording that Jason and Linda dated in real life. Uh, they dated during the show and for about two years after it got canceled. And let's see, James and Busy never got along very well. Busy didn't like James very well as far as I have learned. And so Jason usually took Lindsay's side. It was a big thing anyway. <laughs> So they had a little trouble on the set there. Anyway, so there was a little fighting going on. Um, ben Harper, he plays Eli. He asked to come back. Um, he loved his role in the first episode, and he was he was a pretty well-respected actor at this time and working a lot. And when he got the script, he was a little disappointed that all he did was talk about Three's Company in every scene. <laughs> it was perfect. That's exactly so what great. I wanted out of Eli. I loved it. But I guess his... Uh, his character was a little more richly portrayed in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, have any of so you guys, have you guys seen the movie again. Alpha Dog? I have. No. No. Talk about no. a completely different Ben Foster Wait, in that movie. I don't movie. even remember who was he in that movie. He's the big brother. He's the one who they kidnap his little brother, like the the one who's antagonizing um, 
the Bruce Willis's son. He's the one who gets his little brother killed, basically. But he's like a maniac in that movie, almost like a、uh, American History X、um, Ed、uh, Ed Norton kind of transformation. So go from Eli to that; it will be an eye-opening experience. <laughs> I guarantee you. Well, he is really good in Six Feet Under too. Didn't he just get engaged to Robin White? Right? Oh, I don't know. Really? Yeah, I, I just read something about it. Is she it. a lot older than him? Yeah. <laughs> Go Cougar. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's about all I got. All right. Cool. Those are my facts. Excellent. So let's let's get into the episode. And、uh, Dave actually hit on it before with Rosso in the beginning,、uh, talking to the freaks. Which, by the way, I just I was just wondering. Were they there for any specific reason, or was yes, it just that a... was deleted scene?、Um, uh, okay, I thought they were just like there for being, you know, weird or whatever. And he was just like, <laughs> "I need to talk to these kids right now." Yeah, I can just go over that right now. The beginning, I guess they must have just cut it out. They had like a a cold open kind of thing that was Bill and Eli coming into school. Eli was talking about Three's Company.、Um, And then the the geeks discuss going to Vicky Appleby's party without an invite and whether they should do that or not. Sam, or sorry,、um, Neil totally thought they should just go, even though they weren't invited. And the other geeks are like, "No way."、Um, and then it cuts to Lindsay and Nick walking into the school, and Nick had bought Lindsay a chocolate bar, and he's like, "It's white chocolate, so you won't break out." And then he kind of feels like he like put his he tries to get his foot out of his mouth.、Um, And then they all, and then they join the other freaks, and they all decide to cut class. Lindsay's like, "No, I've got a test," and they're like, "That's why we're cutting." And she's like, "All right." So they walk out, and then you see Mr. Kalchewski booking it after him, you know. And then he grabs Mr. Rosso. He's like, "We've got, we've got five leaving the plate, you know, leaving the building." And so it ends by them running after him, like they're going to catch him. So then I believe you see. The show open after the credits with Mr. Rosso having all of them in his office. Yeah, because they were trying to ditch school. Okay, it's, it's surprising that they got rid of all of that stuff right in the beginning to like explain <laughs> the whole premise of them being there in the first yeah, place. They were just、so. like, I guess people don't need a premise at all. Let's just put them in <laughs> this say, room. You don't buy that he would have just pulled them all in there one morning, and be like, "Hey, you I, guys, I, I let's go talk." I absolutely expected that to be the case. That's what I was asking. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I could totally see it. He's just. I'm gonna talk to these kids about puberty and. He's a very active guidance counselor. He's seeking out the people who need the guidance. He sure is, and he's like a combination of the cheesiest person in the history of the world, <laughs> and somebody who's legitimately cool at times. I don't know if anybody else felt that way, but like, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of like the wholesome, fun guy that's not afraid to. To kind of be his own man, you know what I mean? Like he's not a.、Uh, oh yeah, I he's think he's、totally、legitimately cool at times. Yeah, what did you? What did you? What did the newbies think of Rosso in this episode? We got a lot more Rosso this time than we usually do. Yeah, I, I thought it was a, an odd combination of、uh, kind of like what you were just saying. I mean, he he vacillated between. Being that guy that's like trying too hard to be cool, being kind of cool.、Yeah. <laughs> you can't take away from somebody being in a band. I don't care who you are. It makes it, <laughs> it makes you infinitely cooler. <laughs> 
He's like the hippie who partied responsibly. Exactly. You know, like exactly. he was cool with it. Once we had to start growing up and getting jobs, it was like, all right, I'm going to go help other kids grow up too. You know, like I see that. But then there's the times where you're like, dude, how did you not think that was just a step over the line of like, well, now I lost them again. Too yeah. cheesy, not exactly. quite hitting the mark, you know. I mean, right in the right to start off, he was talking to the to the freaks like they were twelve year olds, like <laughs> just playing yeah. the most the most basic like cards on the table, you know, just the I'm uh, I'm gonna use reverse psychology on these kids, you know, like they're gonna. Come on! They're at the end of high school. They they can see right through you. And these are not you the actually kids. say hot dog every morning. You know, like they're immediately <laughs> going to call you out. You know, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, he owned it. He owned it. You know? Yes, I do. <laughs> I can say that. Yeah. Well, he's not ashamed of anything that he does. Quite clearly, and, and he is actually pretty good. As a as a vocalist and playing that guitar, like he Nick was impressed for a reason. It was kind of mm. impressive. So the chords he did really were hard. Um, if you know how kind to play guitar, they're not like extremely difficult, but like you know, they're not they're not standard. I think for Nick's their that band's level, Creation's yeah. level, that's hard. It's, yeah, exactly. It, it is exactly. Yeah, yeah. These guys wanted to know how to play the instrument just by buying the instrument. They don't want to actually, like, learn how to play it. <laughs> they just wanted to look cool doing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. I kind of I like Rosso. I like that Nick likes Rosso. Like, that's my favorite part about Rosso existing, just the fact that Nick, <laughs> that Nick digs him. <laughs> that scene is pretty dang funny. He, the whole the whole time he's the whole episode Nick is digging whatever's going like even when he sees him in the place he doesn't care about not having beer he just wants to listen to Rosso yeah. play music yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's my favorite things about Nick that took me by surprise what um, uh, Rosso showing up in uh, in the band oh yeah I did not see that coming yeah did not see that coming yeah but he wasn't bad right I mean some of the no. some of the high notes were a little off but he, hmm. he did all right. I, I was not particularly impressed with him as a vocalist, but, you know, I've heard worse. Yeah, true. All right, so, um, yeah, go ahead, Katrin. Rosso um, had, like, a somewhat minor role in uh, Gilmore Girls, in which there was an episode where he sang, so that just reminded me of that. What did he sing? Do you remember? Well, he was just, like, this random weird guy, and he, like, performed... Um, somebody's wedding ceremony, and it was a Renaissance wedding, and he sang like this really oh, weird yeah. song. I'll see if I can find it on YouTube or post it on the Facebook page. Do nice. you guys watch Conan O'Brien? No, I, I have every once in a great while. He has been coming on fairly often, playing the new Pope, <laughs> like a ultra cool <laughs> version of him. Just, <laughs> if anyone's been recognizing him, I'll have to like post. I'll try and find a link. He. I don't know if the if Conan starts talking about the Pope, Dave Allen will come out dressed like he's like this biker Pope guy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. So you know what? You guys want to break this down into? There's like pretty much three aspects to this episode. There's the the fake IDs and the going to the to the concert with the freaks, and then there's the geeks getting the new girl in the group, and then as like kind of a side plot, we got the parents doing their they're kind of wanting to have family bonding time thing. So yeah, let's go. yeah, so let's just talk about what we started off with, which I, I guess I would say is the main plot of the episode. Um, the the IDs or whatever. Um, I think 
the my favorite part of this whole storyline was the fact that Ken was into his Jesus ID card, <laughs> <laughs> was willing to play it off and did play it off, and said with a straight face to the bouncers, just like it's Jesus. <laughs> when he called him Jesus. I yeah, just shaved my mustache, man. <laughs> Seth Rogen was great in this episode. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that, too. And, and He's more likable now, too, after the first couple where you're sort of like, wow, I don't like you at all the way. You know, 40-year-old virgin, you're funny. This, you're, like, cold and mean at first. At least that was my kind of first take on Seth Rogen in this show. But this is one of the episodes where he's, like, fun Seth Rogen again. Right. Yeah, I agree entirely. He was just, <laughs> and not awkward. He was just mean and awkward for the first couple episodes. Like he did a lot of. I said this in the last episode, but he did a lot of staring, just like yeah. staring at people. They would say something. Like a to serial him. killer. Yeah, and he would just stare <laughs> at them. Like he didn't need words. He was just like, I hate you so much. And uh, but no, you're right. In this one, he was just kind of like fun loving. I enjoy it when he's fun loving. Um. So anyway, we got. <clears throat> that was my favorite part of that whole storyline. Like Emily said, it's kind of a fluffy storyline this week. Yeah. It does feel a little fillerish. Yeah. Um I enjoyed well, it, you know, but I just I don't think there was too much that stood out. I mean, the thing that stood out the most to me was just them going to that cabin in the woods and meeting with the, the fake ID guy because that guy was just a creeper. Total creeper. Kevin Corrigan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's in like all kinds of Apto stuff. We had some big guest stars. Yeah, yeah, playing the psycho in Superbad. That was awesome. Yeah, he's fantastic in Superbad. Oh, and in Pineapple Express also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's in The Departed. Is he? He's and he's in the lead of a lot of indie movies. Yeah, I was gonna say Trees Lounge. I think is a Mm -hmm. big one that he's in. Well, he was wonderful in this, just in the sense that he made me not. (laughs) <laughs> like he made me yeah. want to stay so far away from that cabin. Your skin was crawling watching him interact with them. You know, especially yes. when he turns. Once he turns, you're like, "Oh, I just want you guys to get out of there, please. Just forget this whole thing." It was one of Lindsay's stupid. I'm turning into a freak. Ideas. Just run. And, yeah. You know, a hundred apiece. That's like steep. That <laughs> went from like forty to a hundred. Yeah, that was a bad move. Yeah, seriously. He, and there was just certain lines that he said that are just like they're. He asks for Lindsay's number and then immediately says, he says, hey, let me get your number. Let me get your home number. And just, (laughs) who says, they don't have cell phones at this point, you know? Like, so he's asking for her home number as if she's going to like, what's her other option? Like the payphone outside, (laughs) you know, like that's just the creepiest way to ask. (laughs) <laughs> you think he meant like, like, like 314 <laughs> McKinley Drive or whatever? I would guess he knows because yeah. she grew up next to Millie her whole life. and Yeah, and then he says that thing he about knew her as a like, little girl. You know, I could just ask Millie for your number. I didn't have to ask. I was just being polite. It's like, oh my God, this guy is freaking <laughs> I got out more right tricks now. in my stocking Yeah, bag. I'm sure he knows where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, dude, could you stop hitting on my girlfriend, please? Like, I was happy that he actually, Nick, took that, like, momentary, you know, nobility, like, the most noble thing you could do in this situation, short of, like, you know, getting into a fist fight with the guy. But he's just like, yeah, all right, enough, man. Like, back off. Yeah. At least somebody did it. Yeah, well, she she probably didn't want to say anything like that because she didn't want to make things awkward with her and Nick. You know, like, even if that crossed mm. her mind, she probably wouldn't want to say that in front of Nick. Nick, uh, Nick, however, probably likes the idea of pretending that they're boyfriend and girlfriend anyway. Because she, she clearly stated when they were walking 
they had that like one I call it the walk of misunderstanding because <laughs> Nick says we have an understanding and then he explains it to Daniel and Daniel says I don't know what you're talking about and while he's explaining that he thinks Lindsay's really into him Lindsay is explaining to Kim that she, she doesn't really know exactly where this is going so it's like everybody is completely off base on that yeah. that short 30 second walk and that's when we find out for, for for real that, like, you know, Nick is definitely more into this relationship than Lindsay seems to be. Which is not a big surprise. No, they were definitely hinting at it. But it's just it's just makes it a little more uncomfortable to actually hear Nick be like, you know, I she really likes me, man, and then have her be like, you know, I don't know, we only kissed once, I don't it's not a big deal. It just makes me feel, feel so bad. bad. For him. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. feel so bad for him. It's like he doesn't have bad intentions, really. It's not like he's doing any of this misunderstanding maliciously. He actually is that, like, naive puppy dog. Like, oh, dude, she finally likes me. And they're like, oh, really? I I don't know, man. You might want to just check in. But, okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's it's perfectly understandable for him to... I mean, she's been sending mixed signals. Well, she is, like, really weird. Just the fact that it was her idea to go get the idea in the first place this episode is sort of mm-hmm. like... Very, she has like nothing but inconsistency throughout the show. You know, you're just like, yeah. what? When is she gonna pick a path and keep with it? I, guess. Yeah. You know what? I think I... she has really strong spurts of wanting to fit in really hard with those guys. I yeah. agree. And so these I... are the ways mm-hmm. she chooses. I think it makes a lot of sense though, because I think that because I think that in reality she is who she is, but when she tries to fit in with them, she's actually trying to fit in with them. So. You'll see spurts because you'll see her when she's actually forcing herself to be like them. And then you'll see her when she's more relaxed or, or being herself. You know what I mean? So inconsistencies actually make sense when you're pretending to be somebody who you might not be. Mm. But yeah. in this episode, I would say that she seemed a lot more comfortable with the freaks and, and the ideas of doing that kind of stuff. Even when Rosso walked up to her in the hallway and he was like, you know, I'm going to see you a prison or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was insane. His immediate like, oh, so should I just visit you here or in prison? You're like... It's a pretty big jump you just made, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> even if we were just cutting class, I mean, now that we know that's what it was, that is that was, he's he's always too, taking it to that too intense level, the extreme example that you're just now it's beyond unbelievable. I really don't buy your advice anymore. You know, I yeah. he he doesn't serve himself very well exaggerating the way he does. Yeah, the college stuff was pretty good though. The you know she gives the classic examples of the famous people that didn't go to college and. And then he was like, Frank. His retort, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a little more, you know, realistic. Yeah, but she had had nothing to say to that. But um, what I was saying before is I think that it's interesting because when Rasa was giving her that crap about being in prison or whatever, she she comes back with, and without a hesitation, only time will tell, see you at the prison yard, and then she just walks away. Now, that doesn't seem like something that the Lindsay of old would just immediately like be snappy back at an authority figure like that. So I'm wondering, is that her becoming more comfortable with being rebellious? Or is it just easier to do that to Rosso because she doesn't take him seriously? Yeah, option B. Option B, you think? Yeah, like, they always had that that sort of relationship, like, going back to the pilot. Mm-hmm. The call me Jeff conversation? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, I, I yeah, I, w- I just wanted to bring it up. I thought it might be a little bit of both. I, I was just shocked at how quickly she snapped it off. And then, like, uh, like Dave said, it was her idea to get the fake IDs in the first place. Yeah, now, does it, did anyone catch better than me why they're so excited about this band feedback when they obviously, obviously don't know <laughs> much about them at all? I think they it's... just heard it and... And while Seth Rogen said all the cool things in the world happen in bars, I think they just needed an excuse to want to go to a bar. That was a quote I wrote down. Everything fun in this world happens in bars. <laughs> yeah, it totally that sounds like a high school kid. Yeah, that can't yeah, go to a bar. Yeah, it I definitely like some... <laughs> had that smirking laugh to myself when I rewatched it. Like, yeah, remember thinking that? That was <laughs> uh, if only it turned out to be true. Nothing was ever that easy. <laughs> Seriously, after eighteen years of wanting to go to bars, you take you know one month at bars, and then you're like, all right, I'm good for the next five years <laughs> and broke. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and then, so so Rosso, like, we said this before, but Rosso sees them, calls them out in the middle of everybody, and won't let them drink beer, which is a bummer, but I mean, you know, nothing really too terrible happened out of it. Yeah, and I mean, he, he's a teacher, he can't see them there and let them go ahead and drink, I mean... But that's such a mixed message because he's also a rocker. You know what I mean? There's supposed to be that like respect for the rebellious nature of childhood and be like, yeah, man, you guys go against the man. Get fake IDs and sneak in. So well, I always felt this. Well, he couldn't he couldn't kick them out, really. I mean, they were let in by the bouncer and the bouncer was told to apparently let everybody in. Because he made a mention to, oh, I guess we're supposed to let these terrible IDs in anyway. Those IDs were crazy. (laughs) It was really hurting if they wanted us to let those in. You're just like, that was funny. That that was probably going to be one of my lines. Those IDs are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. There's not really much of a downfall out of it. And and, uh, you know what? I I look at him. I look at Rasso as like, he's like the the Will Smith of McKinley cast high. (laughs) You know, like he's a rapper, but he's not going to curse. You know, <laughs> so I don't know, but this was this was more like a we got a lot of Rosso out of this plot line, and uh, not not much happened out of the rest of the freaks storyline. What I yeah, thought was he didn't ba- even call their parents. The what? He didn't even call their parents. Yeah, no, he seriously. But that's the cool part about Rosso. Right. He has given Lindsay like options in the past. Remember, like when he caught her cutting class the first time, he was like, "Listen, just host." the the what's it called the dance and i won't call your parents and it was true he didn't so he's always looking for other ways out I, that's probably what i like about rosso the most that he's not so by the books like kalchevsky or whatever well you know it's funny too is if you think about it we get a lot more of an impression of what Lindsay used to be like from all of these other characters and the way they react to her now you know that we don't really for as much as we question her inconsistencies, we don't know what her consistent Lindsay self really was. Like, we've never seen it. Yeah, so, which is kind of a fun aspect of the show, I think, that we are introduced to her, um, how we are, and then we learn just through all these shows a little more about who she probably was. So if he's giving her all these breaks, she must have been, like, I mean, it just in my mind, I guess for the first time in a while, really thought about what she she must have been a really completely straight edge straight a straight edge never would have been caught dead getting a fake id and 
for him, it's like he must feel really bad for her the way we kind of feel bad for Nick, the way we kind of feel bad for him for taking it too far. Mm. Right. Well, I think she was Millie. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she was or a lot even like Millie. better than Millie, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think she was the, uh, wasn't she the, the head of the mathletes? Isn't that what they said? I don't know if they said she was the head, but she was definitely on the mathletes, right? Yeah. She was yeah. the best one, I think. The, so that's, that's impressive, you know, to be number one. All right, so let's talk about what I think is the 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 more impressive aspect of this episode, which is which is the geeks and the okay, okay, wait, wait, we cannot skip over the Jason Schwartzman disco ah, story. True. Oh my oh, god! Okay. Did you guys? This Rushmore. was um, yeah, this was after Rushmore, so he was a Rushmore was pretty big. I remember that's what, what put him on the map, right? It put him on uh, absolutely. And anyway, so he was a fun guest star even at the time. Did you, were you guys excited to see him? Were are the newbies or any of you Jason Schwartzman fans? Not no really, idea but who I've that seen is. Stuff. I, yeah, who was this? Who was this? Oh, do you, Wes Anderson, not Wes Anderson fans. <laughs> I think she means on Freaks and Geeks. Who were we talking about? Oh, he was the guy that um, memorized the their faces. <laughs> the disc that worked in the disco store. Oh, um, that got him the the. Yeah, the clothing store that got him the fake ID. Oh, oh. oh the the clothing store. Um, the short guy. No, never seen him. Sorry. He's a, he's actually he's a really he's a pretty big name, especially if you're a Wes Anderson fan. But anyway, isn't he a Copala? Copala? How do you say that name? Cop- uh, Francis uh, Cop- Coppola. Yeah, Cop- I can't say it. no. <laughs> Is he a yeah, Coppola? He, yeah. Boy, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. Yes, I think. I've never seen this guy in anything. I, I've heard wow. the name Jason Schwartzman, but... <laughs> I, isn't I've he only a, seen Rushmore. Doesn't he have that. his own show where he's like a detective or something? No. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, what's it called? On HBO. Um, oh. oh, man. I didn't watch it. A friend of mine was always trying to get me to watch it, and I was like, no, it looks stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen it, but I, I know I've seen him in like a big yellow Dick Tracy coat before. On like a commercial or something. That's the most I know about Jason Schwartzman. Well, he was really big in Rushmore, and he was in I Heart Huckabee's. Um, he's been in a lot of Wes Anderson's. Cool. Yeah. Okay. He was in Funny People, mm. which was the Judd Apatow movie. I have Bored seen to Death that. is the HBO show. By yeah, the way. Bored, Bored to, to death. death. That's right. Uh, yeah, I've seen Funny People, but that movie just made me. Really oh, sad. and he was in that uh, Marie Antoinette movie. He was he was Louis the Sixteenth. Um, oh, that's because Sofia Coppola um, directed it. Oh. Uh, they're like I think they're they're either siblings or they're cousins. And that's how things work in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he he and was politics. also sure. he was in Shop Girl. I saw that. Basically, yeah. in everything. He was everything. In Rise Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a Wes Anderson. He was in a lot of the Wes Andersons. At least has little, uh, little cameos. Yeah, I've never seen any of these things. Darjeeling Unlimited. <laughs> Me neither. Okay. Yeah. The world. Anyway, of okay. Film. So, I've, I've that even... was a fun guest star for me. <laughs> I've, actually, yeah, I've actually avoided some of those that you mentioned. <laughs> okay, go on. Said, oh, this is not for me. <laughs> so. 
Well, I think the best thing he did was offer all the Asian IDs to the to the free. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> like this yeah. is a little too uh, Asian I gotta for take me. My, I got to take my meds. I'll be right back, guys. Okay. Okay. Um. So, is there anything else we want to talk about with the freaks before we move on to the no. geeks? No. 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 Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so, listen. This is a little bit emotionally devastating to me because. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that you're taking that track already. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It's just they they work so hard to like, okay, they have this little crew, you know, this little three-person crew. And Sam clearly has something going on with Cindy Sanders where he's just like, you know, head over heels in love with her for whatever reason. I don't know if he even knows her at all, you know what I mean? Aside from like in, ta- in passing with the little talks that they have, but he loves her. And then this new girl shows up and they actually have the chance to change their entire standing in this high school. You know, they have the chance to literally switch around everything that they're doing because this girl is so pretty and obviously very cool. So if they can get her to stick around, then this is like this will make their lives, you know. And as the episode goes on, you can see them realize that the time is coming closer and closer to ending. And I just feel so terrible for them the whole time because I'm just like they know that it's not going to last. I'm back. Hey, Katrin. Hmm. They know that it's not going to last. And we know that it's not going to go last, and we just kind of have to wait until that that scene at the end where she chooses to sit down with Vicky and her friends, where you're like, oh, so terrible. <laughs> it, it feels like somebody just got converted to the dark side, you know? And yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I like, I, I really relate to them in this situation. Like, they just want to have this one cool girl around, you know? And then it's just, they, they got it for, like, I don't know, what, a week? I assume this this episode lasted about a week couple days maybe I mean, probably it was only like a twist in the end because she well, invited yeah. them she did like, she, she did and they made the choice to be comfortable where they are okay and That's... i think that had a double meaning kind of yeah they're comfortable they... where they are in the school too okay but I there think... was also no choice they're really yeah i'm with you, you carol and the only oh, yeah. reason she invited them is because she is not aware of the social order around there. Exactly. She's still new, you know? She yeah. she was genuinely interested in having them come with her, but she didn't realize right. the people that she would be, you know, partaking in this with would not be genuinely interested in having them there. So, mm-hmm. But Cindy's at that table, and Cindy would be nice. Yeah, I'll tell and... you what. At that point, when you have two pretty girls right there out of, the I don't know, like six people that could sit at a table, I think that's actually enough to let you get in there. I do, too. I think it might have been okay. But I don't. But still, I mean, they they have, like, you know, they've been with most of these people for a long time. I assume, like, you know, a bunch of them went to middle school with them and stuff, too. So they've known these people for quite a while. Yeah. True. You know, it's not just going to change from one person. It might, it could, but they could also be dealing with a lot of torture by trying that. Yeah. Yeah, I think even with the two girls there, especially with one of the girls being new, I don't think it would have, it would have happened. I still think they, they would have ended up, things would not have gone well. That's probably true. Mm -hmm. It felt like. I was being an optimist. (laughs) It felt yeah. like they, uh, when they went to the restaurant for the all-you-can-eat buffet thing, or the all-you-can-eat ribs, it felt like they already knew that she was going to go, and they were, like, almost saying goodbye to her, you know? And I looked at that that scene, I it almost brought a tear to my eye. I was like, oh, it's like <laughs> a breakup. It's like, it's like these two people that love each other know that they can no longer be together because the, the, the times they've changed. Yeah. And, 
Yeah. Well, it also didn't help that the three of them were going to always be fighting over her either, though. You know, I mean, it probably, mm -hmm. for the yeah. balance of their friendship, ultimately it's better that she wound up with none of them. Because they even even with Sam having his thing with Cindy beforehand, they all you could see resented each other. You know when they were doing this pick the name out of a hat thing, and then they are they suddenly realize that Bill's had a trick all along, and they're like ready, like you know they're ready to be angry at him over it. They're like you know this was a big one, man. You really you really screwed us on this. You know it was like they were upset. So it's, imagine uh, that going beyond the week. You know when everyone decides to not be friends anymore, mm -hmm. she could have been the undoing of the three amigos. She could have been. It's true. But you know what? A girl is going to come in between the three amigos no matter what at some point in their lives. Sure. Come on. It always happens. It happens to all of us. And by the way, it's not Bill. It is Bill the Stud. Bill the Stud. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed Bill the Stud. Fantastic. Bill's got a great sense of humor, even if he's not going to smile about it. It's all that Dallas watching has paid off. He's got a really good sense of self-confidence. Seriously. So, I mean, um... Well, speaking of the rib scene, there was another fun guest star, I feel like. Uh, Champ. See. What's his name? Champ <laughs> From the American I just call him Champ. I don't know what his Packer. name is. Todd Packer, I think his name was, in uh, The American Office. Mm. Uh, I didn't even know he was in The Office. I know him from Waiting. I know him from Anchorman. Yeah, Anchorman. Oh, my God. I just Waiting saw Anchorman 2 yesterday, by the way. Uh, how was it? Was it awesome? Um, I, who, oh, that was too long. Like way too long. <laughs> way too long. Who here loved Anchorman? Yes. Who here actually loved I thought loved it was Anchorman? funny. All right. It was one of my favorite my movies hand. of all time. So I went into this having very low expectations. That being said, my expectations were lowered to the point where I almost left the movie theater halfway oh through. Goodness. Oh, no. I stopped wow. smoking cigarettes last week, okay? Oh. I went out <laughs> in the middle of this movie and had a cigarette. Oh, oh, and and let me tell you something. I was just—it was the same movie as last time. Like, I mean, it couldn't have been closer to the same exact plotline. It was uh, unreal, but uh, with just not funny jokes. Just an unfunny oh. version of the first Anchorman. Oh, that's too bad. Well, that's that <laughs> yeah. Is it was a bummer. <laughs> it was a bummer. All right. Anyway, back to freaks and geeks. So, um, I, I honestly, I don't have that many notes on this episode. Is there anything you guys want to talk about when it comes to the geeks? Um, let me look at my, my notes are pretty sparse on this one too. Um, oh, I have, when you were saying about the girl coming between them, I have just an, uh oh, everybody likes Maureen. Yeah, I have, a, uh oh, the geeks are getting a little needy here. Yeah. It's the first time a girl has ever talked to them. <laughs> well, she was pretty dang cute and she was fun yeah. and. Yeah, the rocket scene looked like they had so much fun together, and mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a quote from that scene. <laughs> the same quote from that scene. <laughs> Me too. Mm -hmm. They even said it twice in that scene. Yeah, they did, <laughs> but the second time was way better because. Of both <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, really not a lot happened in this episode. I yeah. love Eli coming, I, I love Eli's parts, just the whole, like, Eli's return was probably, I don't know, the, those two scenes were probably the two scenes that I actually laughed the hardest at. Just oh yeah, I loved it, the going up to Vicky. <laughs> First of all, their idea, just the plan itself is hilarious. It was such a good idea. But the execution is flawless. <laughs> it's just like... 
<laughs> hey, she doesn't like Three's Company. What? And then just like, <laughs> but, but it's the funny Sean TV. I've got to straighten her out. <laughs> <laughs> and he just walks right in, right into the middle of their conversation. She's just like, uh, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so good I mean that is just a disgusting use of retarded people don't get me wrong but <laughs> god is it funny oh. the thing is that I mean in that particular case I didn't really relate it to Eli being um, mentally retarded or anything like that and it was something that could happen with anybody who's passionate about a particular <laughs> that's true. thing. Yeah, that's true. We live in the nerdy fandoms here where everybody can get very upset about the things that we like. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see any number of people that are uh, have no disability at all being, you know, being used in much the same way. Mm-hmm. You're right. Prob- well, maybe at the time. It's just funny it was Three's Company. Which, yeah. whom I'm a big fan of. <laughs> Are you really? I oh, I totally grew up with that show. Yeah, I definitely watched a lot of it growing up as well. And I, I, I like it. how they close the episode by talking about <laughs> uh, which girl was hotter, <laughs> Janet or Chrissy. It's funny, good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, I'm ready to. to well, actually, there's one other thing I just wanted to bring up. The Papa, where we're feeling a little. Uh, uncomfortable with his kids growing up and mama we're kind of kind of bringing them back down to the planet i'm liking the the relationship that i'm seeing between the two of them you know it's not often that you actually get to see the <clears throat> the the parents kind of have their own little side issues and then uh have them figure them out with each other as opposed to having you know Lindsay figure something out or whatever for them it's nice to actually see harold have a problem and uh what's her name i can't i can never remember the mom's name um Oh, um, yeah, I do. Uh, I feel like it's Linda. No. It's not. Sure, before you asked me, I would have known. <laughs> ah, life. I'm close to IMBD here. Just a minute. <laughs> I, I don't know why I can never remember her name. Like, I've never been able to say it before. I always know his name is Harold. I've never had a problem. Oh, Gene. Gene. Gene and Harold, that's right. Yeah, I like the, just that little scene where he's kind of, uh, again, upset, and she's just like, listen, you need to let them... You need to let them go. And it all ends up with them having sex in the end, which, go parents. <laughs> the funny joke is that he turns to go into the living room, and she's like, the bedroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're good. That made me laugh. Sad future we have to look forward to guys, <laughs> when that happens. Oh, I don't know about that. I just feel... Huh? Yeah, what happened? Carol okay. likes to just cut off in the middle of sentences and come back 30 <laughs> seconds later. I mean, she's doing it all the time. I'm pretty sure she's just a, a, an internet troll that just comes onto our podcast <laughs> just to mess with us. Well, it is a bit of an insight. If he's going to the living room, that may not be entirely uncommon. Wait, if he's going into the living room, where were they originally? They were in the kitchen. They were in the kitchen, yeah. At the oh, okay. table playing pit. And I guarantee she would not have sex in the kitchen. That's where she eats her food. No. <laughs> um, all right. Sam well, didn't want Bill throwing up in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so let's do who won this episode. And honestly, for the first time, no I think... No one. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. For the first time, I think I could say that nobody 
really lost. Too badly. There wasn't like, I don't think that there was, I'm going to go first, all right, because I'm all right. I'm already <laughs> on the roll here. All right. So I think that normally something really bad happens to one of the sides, you know? And I think the worst thing that happened in this episode happened to the geeks with, with Maureen leaving, but she also showed up in the first place. And in the in in the end, they didn't lose anything from it. You know what I mean? Nothing got worse for them. They might feel the loss of not having her there at her at their table anymore. But at the same time, she's still in the school, so who knows? They could become friends or stay friends or, you know, whatever is going to happen in the end. So I see really only good things came out of that for the geeks. And then for the freaks, they got into the show. They didn't get to drink their beer, and Rosso called them out. But in reality, it was like such a small... Like nothing terrible happened. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go with, I think, I think the geeks won the most and I think the geeks lost the most at the same time. So it comes down to neutral, but Lindsay lost that $300. So I'm going to go with the geeks winning. I think the geeks won this episode just because financially they're more secure at the end of the episode. <laughs> I mean, they had to pay for that restaurant and the tip, didn't they? They, yeah, they had fun. I think they that had... was, I think it was worth it for them, you know? Yeah. It probably wasn't $300. Yeah. I think they actually said how much it was. It was like $25 for a plate or something for endless ribs. $25 in 1980? No way. Well, it's endless. Keep in mind. <laughs> it's a lot in those days. That would that, that would be a lot for them to come up with. That would be as much as it be at probably like Chili's right now. Oh, you know what? They didn't yeah. say. They said. They said twenty percent. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it was a twenty percent. It's classic. for the tip. That's what I was well, thinking. Well, that's classic, yeah. and that's what the yeah. waiter demanded if they were going to get us any classy. If they're classy, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think the, I think the geeks won. What about you guys, Aisha? I think honestly, neither won. I mean, the geeks. I don't think they won anything, and the poor freaks never get their beer. <laughs> and that's yeah, I, I don't think anybody won. So you're just gonna go with a, a flat neutral on this episode. Yeah. Alright, that's okay. We could we can insert a new category here. Katrin, <laughs> what about you? I'm gonna go neutral. Neutral. Alright. Carol? I agree with you that I think the geeks won. Um absolutely. Um I'm a little I'm actually a little I think they won a little more than you do. Um The Freaks really got nothing out of this. I mean, bad fake IDs now uh, that Lindsay paid for. So she, again, I mean, Lindsay always loses. Um, I don't think there's been an episode where Lindsay's won. Yeah, um, that's like the running theme of the show. Lindsay loses. Yeah, yeah. Kind of that was actually that. the other title they were going to go with. But then <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay the loser? Or, or just um, Lindsay loses every episode. Yeah, Lindsay loses. Um, <laughs> But, you know, when you think about... I'm thinking hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's always in the middle of a sentence. Why is it always in the middle of a sentence? And it's always going to be so profound. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He keeps us at the edge of our seats. I love it. So does anyone want to finish for her? No, she's the only one that can finish this. Never mind. All right. Why don't you go, Em, while we're we're waiting for her to come back? She can give her... Okay, I... I feel like the freaks to- or the geeks totally won. I mean, I know they knew. They had to have known that they were going to lose her. Mm. Just from almost the beginning. 
I think and they it was knew just from like, like a magical few days, and I think they had a great time. See, I agree with that. I, I think that it was good that they got that, and it was probably said. I like they've never had girlfriends, any of them. You know what I mean? So they right. don't really know what losing a girlfriend is like the first time. Because the first time, it's just like losing your significant other when you're like 14 years old. It's, it's the end of the world. It's like mm. just the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. So if this is the closest thing they came to. To, to losing a significant other, which I assume it is, then uh, they're probably pretty bummed out by the end of the episode, you know? But at the same time, like you said, they got those – they knew from at least halfway through the episode that eventually this was going to fizzle out and they weren't going to be able to hold on to her. And they, they had as much fun with her as they could. And they now have another pretty girl on the inside of the popular group that thinks they're all right. Uh-huh. And, and she they, still does. She ended the. They ended the show that she still thinks they're pretty cool, and she'd invite them to eat lunch with her. And mm-hmm. I think they. I think by the end of the show, they could have still called her up someday and said, "Hey, we're gonna um, blast our rockets again. Do you want to come?" Mm-hmm. And she might come. True story. I think they won. Carol, what, do, yeah. do you remember where you what, cut off? Oh well, you would know better where I was cut off, but I'll just repeat what I was saying, which. And hopefully I won't get cut off again in the middle of what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, what is this? Um, anyway, the uh, well, you so told annoying. us that we had to think about it right before you left, so <laughs> that's where you were. You were like, think about this, and then gone. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, I I won't say that anymore. The um, the the boys have now had the experience of knowing that um, a pretty girl can be interested in what they're interested in. Mm. That basically there are nerdy, pretty girls out there, mm-hmm. which is a revelation to some guys. Well, and, they, they are few and, and far between. And talk to the pretty girl, and they more than you know with Cindy Sanders, because as Sam says, you know, Maureen actually talks to us, um, and uh, and they felt comfortable with her, and all of this stuff. So they've gained all this experience. They have some great memories. They had a really good time. There was no horrible ending to it. Um, so, yeah, it, it was disappointing that it didn't last longer, but it was a really good experience for them as far as knowing that that relationship is out there. Mm-hmm. And though she can be stolen away, as they get older, they might realize how to keep her. I agree with you. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I think the Geeks won, you know, and it's actually, it was almost like this was their starter kit for going on their first date, and they all got to do it together, so it was a group activity, none of them had to feel (laughs) awkward alone, and none of them had to get broken up with alone, like, they actually all have each other to kind of support each other now that they lost her, so it's kind of an interesting situation and you know both groups went through rites of passage but i think theirs is one that's more of like a stepping stone towards like a positive life whereas the other one's like hey look do you want this to keep happening every weekend do you want to keep becoming a freak maybe you want to go back a little bit towards who you used to be whereas at least sam and bill will know that 18 percent is a pretty good range for tipping 10 percent's pretty low you don't want to you know there's a lot of little faux pas kind of things that they got to work the kinks out of so i think they won definitely yeah Okay, so we got four geeks and two neutrals. It's pretty good. All right, we're going to give the the geeks the victory in this situation. I'm just uh, wondering whether Lindsay is ever going to learn anything. I swear. Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I have a question. Do you think that Sydney Sanders is going to be pissed off at Sam? Yes. Yes. 
I hadn't really I thought about, about it, but since you asked, I don't know about pissed off. I I answered that too fast. All right, mm. so so I don't forget the fact that I said pissed off. What do you think her reaction is going to be just to this episode happening, or do you think she won't have an, a, a reaction at all? I'm this is just random curiosity. I I don't think she's going to have much of a if if it was a reaction, it was what we saw when it happened in the hallway. And I think like five seconds later, she went around the corner and ran into someone else from the cheerleading team and was off talking about the football players or something. I don't think it even stuck with her. You know, I think next time it'll be like it never happened. What about you? You know, funny thing, the second time I watched it today, um, you know, when Maureen is walking to the back of the class to sit down for the first time and everyone's like staring at her. There's a pretty good shot of Cindy staring at her down a little bit, kind of gauging this new girl oh i saw that mm-hmm. <laughs> i yeah. saw that and that's one and, of the reasons i'm asking this question right now yeah and then you see sam totally brush her off walking and with marie i don't know if you guys notice if you're paying attention to cindy in that scene but she stops and turns around and just watches sam mm-hmm. walk away with like this this kind of angry stare on her face until the scene ends she doesn't move i couldn't see what but I did see the the because um, I was watching it on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see the body language, and it did not it did not look good. I mean, my guess is she's not going to be particularly happy with him. I'm going to be kind of confused about you know how this turnaround happened so quickly. A lot is also going to be is he going to be fawning on her all of a sudden? You know, is he going to like do it? total turnaround again because i don't think that'll go over well with her Mm, interesting like nothing ever happened i don't know what happens in the next episode i'm gonna watch it as soon as we finish this no i swear you guys think (laughs) you guys think that i'm just messing with you when i say stuff like this (laughs) but the fact of the matter is i don't remember things that happened an hour ago so and rich is kind of re-watching this for like just about the second time aren't you no well i mean i watched it I watched it originally, like, you know, right after I watched Buffy for the first time, I think, and so I didn't care about anything. Like, I was just like, nothing <laughs> You were in is, the Buffy vortex? Nothing is Buffy. Everything is worse <laughs> than Buffy. So I didn't really pay attention to that much, and then I watched it again um, a year later with, with my roommate, and we loved it. And then I think I watched it again a year later with my other roommate, but that was still, like, I haven't watched it in, you know, three years. So it feels like new to me, you know, that's my thing with TV shows. I can wait three years and then watch a TV show again and it'll be like brand new. Like I'll remember the big plot lines, but I won't remember like the random funny jokes that happen in it. I watch Friends every three years, for example. (laughs) Yeah, I remember everything and that actually kind of sucks because I can't like rewatch things and be like, oh, I forgot that because I don't forget things. Yeah, also, like I remember literally every conversation I've ever had with pretty much everyone. So, wow, do you afraid. have a photographic memory? Not photographic. Um, I remember anything I hear. Yeah. So it's not like I can oh. look at a page and recall it perfectly, but if I read the page aloud, I can pretty much recall it word for word. Is there a word for that? I have no sure. idea. Because photographic sure. kind of implies pictures. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Eurographic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I used to be, I used to be similar to that. I used to be able to like, it drove people a little crazy when, uh, we'd have an argument or something. And afterwards they'd 
later on they'd say, well, I never said that. And I'd just start reeling off the way the conversation went. And word mm-hmm. for, yeah, people <laughs> got annoyed with that real quick. Yeah. But that I can see that play a little bit as you get older and and get distracted by things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys want to do feedback now? Let's do feedback. Yep, feedback. Right. I'm on the Facebook page, oh, yeah. so does somebody want to open the emails? I'll start on the Facebook, and then somebody I've else could. both open. Excellent. So. All right, so do I'll do Do we have this. an email? We do. Heidi wrote in. How many? Is it just Heidi? Yep. Okay, then why don't you do that now? Okay, who's going to do that? You. Me? Okay. Hang on one second. I'm just... Come on. Come on. Come on. I had it open, and here we go. Hey, guys. I'm not actually sure if you've recorded for this one yet, but I'm emailing it anyway. I really enjoyed the geek story this time around. I liked that it didn't go the way I expected it to. I thought the geeks would just fight over Maureen and chase her off, and she would find other friends and desert them. The latter is kind of what happened, but not because she didn't like them, which was nice. They had a lot of fun together. The fake IDs story is okay, too. I thought it was funny that they got crappy IDs to begin with, and then it was all a setup to get in to see the band anyway. I find it weird that all the freaks are high all the time, but it doesn't seem like Lindsay has ever tried drugs. I like that Millie's black sheep of the family cousin is a criminal. Pretty funny. Oh, and I predict that Lindsay is going to have a hard time getting rid of Nick when she decides she doesn't really want to date him. Overall, this was another good one. Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Well, if she decides she doesn't want to date Nick, I'm saying this without going into any spoiler territory whatsoever. Um, If that does happen, I have no idea how they could continue to, like, hang out on a consistent basis. Just because I've never been able to do that with an ex before in high school. Now I I see my exes from, from back in the day, and it's okay, but when I was in high school... There's no way that I could hang out with an ex-girlfriend of mine or an ex-boyfriend of mine, you know, <laughs> like as soon as we stopped dating or whatever. I, that's oh. just way out of my range of stability. I am not emotionally capable of handling yeah. something like that. Um, I know people who do it, but it is pretty tough. It's a that's, recipe for disaster. I, I'm, I I'm always, always impressed. Found. I'm impressed with people that can pull it off, though, because they're much more emotionally mature than I'll ever be, you know? So go them. Anyway, all right. So let's do the <laughs> the Facebook feedback. We got Harold Wallen. This is yeah. One I my... feel bad about that. I didn't do the thread until like tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw when you put it up. I didn't think we were gonna get any, but hey, we got some people. People are paying we attention. We got fans. All right. So anyway, Harold <laughs> says this is one of my favorite freaks and geeks episodes, especially because of the geeks insight that they will only have a short window of time to be with Maureen before she becomes integrated into the click structure of the school and ignores them like everybody else. And really, <clears throat> excuse me. And really, except for the fact that she is beautiful, well-adjusted and happy, she fits in quite well with them. She shares their interests, <laughs> gets their jokes and just quote unquote gets them. I like that she never rejects them. She just starts socializing with other kids, and everybody knows what that means. My two favorite bits are the geeks blowing past Cindy Sanders in the hallway and how the freaks go from being totally pumped at the beginning of the feedback show to deflated once they realize Rosso is the lead singer. Except Nick, of course, who can't help himself. It's not just that they have been busted. It is that the show is no longer cool. Overall, the use of music is particularly good in this one. Billy Joel! Especially in the rocket scene. Um, 
Yeah, and especially every time they played Billy Joel. Um, <laughs> Bob DeGrand says, see more. Bob DeGrand says, Maureen scares me precisely because she is happy and well-adjusted. Is that allowed on the show? I'm really curious to see who you thought won this episode. The geeks. I feel very sorry for Lindsay, who wasted $300, which is like, what'd you say? Like $350,000 back in the day? <laughs> Not quite, but oh, okay. it was a lot of fun. Something like that. The geeks are convinced that Maureen is going to dump them as soon as more popular students are willing to hang out with her. The freaks were appalled to find out that Mr. Rosso was the singit. I think he means singer. In feedback, and didn't even get to drink. I guess the only one that came out of this well was Nick, who thought feedback rocked and thought Mr. Rosso was a good musician, even in his office. You know what? You're right, Bob. Nick won this episode. Um, <laughs> he also heard Lindsay call herself his girlfriend, which he is going to take way too seriously. I agree. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I really liked the song choices for feedback, as both Alice Cooper and Grand Funk Railroad were hugely popular in that area of the country. And we have one from Matt Triest. He says, this is definitely one of my favorites, with Rosso's playing Am 18 to try to reach the freaks, and the geeks trying to draft Maureen, who I just realized was Vicky on Vampire Diaries, to their click. Anybody watch Vampire Diaries? Nope. No. That's kind of amazing. No CW people in here, huh? I watch... um. I watch the other CW Supernatural. I watch that. I watch Supernatural. Supernatural. I've been watching Arrow, but Arrow. I've been catching. I watch Nikita. Nikita, really? It's really good. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just like I've never I'm not, even heard of that. I, I have no idea what it's about or anything. It's just it just feels like for, since I was five years old, it's been the show that comes on after the show that I actually wanted to watch. <laughs> but I know that that's not true. It's just that that idea. Um, I lost my place. The payoff. To the oh, freaks. yeah. Oh, by the way, I watch Supernatural, too. It's awesome. Um, the payoff to the freak storyline is one of my favorite things from the show. Not to mention, this episode also featured Jason Schwartzman. Well, see, there's another one. But Matt Treese, he's a movie guy, like me. <laughs> he has a podcast called uh, Movie Snobbery. And, oh, yeah. Vicky was played by um, jo- Joanne Garcia, who's in a bunch of other stuff. Yes, and she was in the commentary, actually. They had a fun commentary with Linda Cardellini and Jason Siegel. What does yeah. this say? Does anybody have the Facebook open? It says MS. That's a Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, cool. Again, okay. Someone else. MST 3000. So two of those guys are on that, right? Because I know Trace. Joe Hodgson and Trace Bielu. And anyway, I think he's oh, on Mystery Science Theater oh, 3000. Who's Dave Kochner? Kochner. That's Coach. That's Coach. Okay, gotcha. Okay, champ, Champ, sorry. Champ, coach. yeah, Champ. Yeah, um, okay, there you go. And which one's Kevin Corrigan? Anybody know? He's the uh, fake ID guy. Yeah. The scary guy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you said that before, Aisha. See, I can't even remember things that happened 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, thank you for the feedback, and especially since we just put thank it up guys. like an hour ago. Well done, fans. Yeah, and I'm sorry. You. Somebody asked when I was going to do feedback because I think they wanted to leave some. And that I... was Elizabeth, I think. Yeah, so sorry. If you write something, we will read it next time. But we missed a golden opportunity to start playing the song that they played uh, when we uh, before we started um, reading the feedback. What song? The song that feedback played. 
Oh, the feedback. <laughs> oh, the song. feedback song. Well, don't oh, yeah. say that. And see, now you totally just screwed up my ability to edit it. You in. can. You now can I edit, edit out. you out when I edit that in. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. All right, let's do some ratings, guys. Um, let's start with oh. the guest this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this one an A minus. I really like this episode a lot. I think I really like it because of the scene that I hate the most, because of them getting called out and him having his whole band ready to play some kind of random bluesy riff. It was almost like I expect to catch students drinking in a bar one day. So when that happens <laughs> and I say this, you guys come in with this real quick. I like, <laughs> just thought that was funny as hell. And I, uh, so that and, uh, I like that the geeks had their little moment in the sun with a hottie even if it was for a couple days. Cool, cool. Dave, can I just tell you right now, you have a great radio voice. I wish my voice Oop. sounded like yours. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Katrin? Um, I'm also going to give it an A-. minus. I actually really liked this one, and I felt like I could relate to it, because when I was, like, nine, that thing, or the, you know, cool new girl finds better friends than you think definitely happened to me so Mm -hmm. yeah it's all right i'm over it no i'm not over it but (laughs) no i'm not (laughs) you'll never be over that (laughs) katrin but um i liked the episode a lot so a minus cool 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 uh aisha um solid effort not much thought so i'm giving it a b plus (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to grade this like it's a straight up um, homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we all should. All right. I'm gonna, let me just change the text of my grades to red instead of black. <laughs> uh, Carol? Um, I think I'm going to go with an A minus as well. And the reason is uh, that although you could say not as much happened, I almost felt like it was... It was like a natural simplicity to it that I really liked. It yeah. was, uh, I, it was I, light. I, it was light, but it also, you know, there was a truthfulness to it that, you know, the way the kids just, you know, knew what was going to happen and, and they were right. And there was kind of a fatalistic sort of thing, but it wasn't like super dramatic or anything. It was just like, all right, you know, mm-hmm. it yeah. happened and, uh, I don't know. I I just I like the whole mood to it, and I, so I'm going with the A minus. So, do you think it was a good plan to have this episode be like a second pilot, where they feel like they're getting another audience, a whole new group of people watching for the first time? Good choice. Hmm. Well, I think what Carol just said would imply that it should be a good choice, considering it's. Um, it's based in reality first and foremost. It's got a simplistic design. Not too much is happening. You don't really have to know the characters that well to get this episode. Um, so I think it could work as something like that. Yeah, why not? But and it it also kind of has the whole theme of the show into it. All mm. of the themes are kind of embodied in this one episode, actually. When you think about it, you've got the freaks just being freaks. I mean, that's pretty much their story. In this episode, it's them doing something rebellious and getting caught. And Lindsay, you know, kind of going along with it and maybe being a little uncomfortable with it. And the geeks dealing with their lack of girl situation, which is (laughs) probably the mainstay in their head most of the time. 
<laughs> so I, I could definitely see it acting as a second pilot or, or as a way to kind of catapult them into a new audience. Yeah, I thought so too. It's also yeah. like a slice of life where there were the stakes were very low at the end. There were really even the people who might have won or lost. Like the girl is still in the school. The kid, the freaks didn't get in trouble. It was just like they all had like a good and crappy weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And <laughs> so it was like ease us into what could be happening next week. You know? Yeah, it reminds me. I, I like. I don't know if you guys watch South Park, but my favorite South Park episodes are always the episodes where the kids get to be kids and they kind of stay in the school most of the time, as opposed to having those big, crazy blow up, like going across the country, alien showing up episodes, which (laughs) can definitely be funny, but I'm more interested in the kids being kids. That's when I think that it's the funniest, you know, and I kind of feel the same way about an episode like this, where there's not any kind of crazy plot going on or anything like that, but it's solid. They're here, they're doing Mm. their thing, and it's fun to just watch the characters interact. Mm. Um, M, what do you give it? Um, I'm gonna go A minus. I this, I think this is really fun. I really really enjoy the feel of the episode. I like all Billy Joel, even though I'm not a huge Billy Joel fan. I really like the feel of doing that. I think it's kind of genius. Um, and I like the songs more than some other Billy Joel songs. These are good ones to me. Um, and you know Jason Schwartzman, that was really fun. Lots of fun guest stars. And breezy, I like the breezy. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it a solid A minus. Cool. I'm gonna give it a B plus. Uh, it's a good episode. I think that the only reason I'm giving it a B plus is not because I enjoy it any less than the ones that I would have given an A minus or an A to. Just because I don't know. It is like the most filler that we've had in an episode. So uh, just for that. Um, I, I feel critically, I think I've read a few things where this is not the most enjoyed episode and not very critically acclaimed. If any of these shows, any of these episodes are not as critically acclaimed as others, this one is at the bottom. Mm. See, I, I would never have thought it without knowing that beforehand. You know, it's just, to me, it's just another Freaks and Geeks episode, which is awesome. Right. I love it. They're all awesome to me, but um, <laughs> this is this is it is the least of the episodes that we've seen. It might have the least uh, emotional kind of resonance. You know, it's 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 light, it's fluffy, but that is nice. Also, those are needed, as Buffy has shown me, way <laughs> time and time again, <laughs> by putting you know episodes like Go Fish before the becoming. But well, let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, for a filler episode, I mean, we got the, this got a solid A minus. So. Go Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. And let's jump into some quotes before we wrap this up. Who wants to go first? I have, like, three of them here. Good. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, the everything fun happens in bars was, uh, mm. I think everybody had that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one that I didn't get written down early on, and maybe somebody remembers the exact quote, but it had something to do with that. Uh, they were talking about the cheerleaders said, but they're a pod. And I don't remember whether he actually said they're pod people or not. He does. Pod. They're they're pod pod people. People. It's Neil, right? Pod people. It's yeah. Neil. Yeah. 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 Neil had some really good lines. Like when he said, you have to sleep with your wife every night of your life. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't blast one in bed, you will get physically ill. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was kind of a cute conversation, even though 
that subject matter might not be. It was, kind of, it was just a I mean, that, kind of come to that realization. It's a conversation that I think most guys have had with their guy friends at some point. <laughs> like, what, guys, what do you do when you have to, you know, when you're with your girlfriend? We've all discussed it. <laughs> See, that was one of the things I liked about this episode. It 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 seemed like a lot of those conversations, like. I don't know. Every time I see a, a show where all the guys are discussing which superheroes will be which other superheroes, um, if they were fighting each other, I always think to myself, do they really talk about stuff like that? But when they were talking about, you know, bringing stuff, I was like, guys have that conversation. I never have that conversation. <laughs> we have to. We got to know what other people are doing. <laughs> got to make sure we're not doing something wrong here. So yeah, I went from geek to freak real quick all of a sudden here. <laughs> <laughs> Flipped within seconds. What's going on? Like, I'm the only one who does that? Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. Anybody got some quotes? Come on, peeps. Yeah, I got one. Um, that's not a nice petty pet pet rooster. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. FYI, that rooster was walking around just to give the inclination that there might be cockfighting going on on that guy's kind of <laughs> that was that was my first quote also that's my favorite one he just just the way that he looks at, at jason c don't play with that rooster D- don't play with that rooster it's not a nice uh, nice petty pet pet rooster <laughs> guy's crazy um gatron aisha carol um let's see what was it it's like uh, I have a big rocket. What do you want me to do? Cut it in half? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, I got one. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Weir want to have a little sex. Sex? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got a Millie quote. He was dropped on his head as a baby. That's why we think he's a bad seed. <laughs> Millie is my favorite. <laughs> Millie is awesome. Anyone Anybody else? else? I, I we cannot do quotes <laughs> without hearing this one. You guys are tall. I'm surprised you fit that through that door. Quite frankly, okay. <laughs> a lot of times you might be taking a shower or something, and you go, "What are these? What's that?" Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's all I wrote down. But that whole monologue is hilarious. Oh my god, just insane. <laughs> I, had, I had to agree with uh, with Lindsay's the look on Lindsay's face on that one. <laughs> oh, she is mortified. All right, just to follow up on uh, the rocket. Jeez, Bill, your rocket's huge. Oh, it is? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> See, that's, that's the Dallas talking right there. That's just like he knew he was going to use that one day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> um, Any more, guys? I'm all out. Yeah. What does Eli say? Like, I'll have you know Three's Company is the greatest program on television. <laughs> yeah, Something know. like that. Excuse yeah. me. I'll have you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I like... love when any, anyone starts a sentence like that, you're just like, oh, wow, where is this going? <laughs> I'll have you know. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and Nick, uh, I was just starting to like that guy, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Eli's quote at the end, too, when he actually comes back and he sits down at the table and he's like, 
did you guys watch Three's Company last night? And they're like, no, what happened? He's like, I don't I don't really know there was a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, that was so cute. It's like, but he's got the best of both worlds because she's a blonde and there's a brunette. You know? Yeah, and then he, he said least... something about them both being hot. <laughs> Uh-huh. And how could you possibly choose between them, I think, sis? Yeah, and then they bring up Janice DeWitt, who is the uh, the brunette. Mm. But the blonde changed a few times. Right, right, right. Um, all right, Dave, you want to let the people know one more time where they could hear you in case they missed it in the beginning? Uh, we are, I am with the DVM Podcast Empire. You can find us on iTunes, on Facebook, and at dvmpe.com. We're covering American Horror Story, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Person of Interest, a whole bunch of other high-concept sci-fi drama and some horror and stuff in there, too. So come join the fun. Emily has been on our Walking Dead podcast. She can attest it is a good time. It is, and it is, if you ask me and my sister, the best Walking Dead podcast out there. Well, thank we, you very much. We have not clicked with any of them, and so we were really, I was excited to tell her about yours, that I awesome. found one that's good, that we can stand. <laughs> that, that's what we're hoping for. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> we like to be able to be stood by people. That's great. <laughs> we have issues with the other ones. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally understand what you mean. Dave, did you watch Buffy and Angel? Uh, I caught episodes here and there. See, I saw the original film in the theater. So when I when they were going to so be making I. a TV show, I was kind of like, there's not much there to make a TV show from. <laughs> but I didn't expect it to be when I finally happened to catch an episode. I was like, whoa, this is pretty intense. But by then it was so deep that I was like, I got to go back and get DVDs. Now there's Netflix, so I guess I will have to jump on that bandwagon. Dave, yeah, you have to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> You need to make us some promises here. We're especially, hardcore. Especially if you're doing podcasts about like sci-fi and stuff like that. Come on. I know. Yeah. It's sort of like the wedding versus uh, one that I've only tipped in, tiptoed into a little bit. You know, Firefly, I just marathoned through that not too long ago. What'd you think? Uh, I actually really liked it. I, I kind of was surprised that it, we didn't have more of that, that that got canceled as quickly as it did. So hmm. yeah. I know for, they've like been waiting company. for years for it to come back, but I think it's probably not going to happen, but maybe another movie or something. We'll see. Fox! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the only thing I know of person of interest is that Amy Acker is on it, and I love her. Yeah, I, I met her at uh, Wizard World last year. She was awesome. Oh, oh I, I kind of hate you kinda right kinda now. Yeah. <laughs> I met a bunch of people, guys. You're going to hate me a lot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Um, you can reach us at McKinleyCast at gmail.com or uh, on our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash McKinleyCast, a Freaks and Geeks intro cast. Um, and that's it, guys. What do we got next week, Em? Episode 8, Girlfriends and Boyfriends. Okay, which is kind of... I'm really excited. (laughs) I don't know what happens in this episode. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it right now. This is almost would be the perfect uh, commentary commentary episode. Wait, is this the one with the aliens? Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, good. I'm ready. (laughs) All right, Dave, it was great having you on, man. Hey, thank you guys very much for letting me uh, hang out. Been a long-time listener, first-time caller, so this has been great. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, keep calling in, man. Thank you, Dave. Will right, do, guys. will do. Bye, everybody. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
Stop.